0: Welcome to my Life Beyond Postnatal Depression podcast and the Beginner Health Sessions. I'm your host, Susan Scollum, and let's be honest, making changes to our health can seem hard, confusing, and complicated. So let's come back to basics. Each Thursday, I'll be here with simple tools you can use to transform your health. See you inside. Hi, everyone. You may or may not know, but I live in Queensland, Australia, which is sugarcane central. When I drive anywhere around Harvey Bay, I see massive sugarcane farms. They're, all, they're just on the edge of town, so you don't have to go far. And when I head back from Nepal, or go and visit my nephew and his partner or coming back from the airport, they're there. And it got me thinking the other day that with the increased awareness of how sugar can be harmful to our bodies, and when I say that, I mean processed sugar, there are still a lot of people consuming it in various ways. We eat sugar, sure. We also drink sugar. But did you know that every part of the sugar cane plant is used, and one of the uses is to make electricity, therefore not relying on fossil fuels to power the sugar mills. It also contributes to plastic, clothing, pharmaceuticals, animal feed, paper, particle board, and so much more. Interesting, right? According to canegrowers.com.au, sugar is one of Australia's most important rural industries, Worth around $1.5 to $2.5 billion a year. Approximately 70% of the world's sugar is produced from sugarcane, and the remaining 30% is made from sugar beet, which looks like a large turnip. I have memories of as a child of seeing sugarcane burn. Now this was an old practice where the sugarcane was burnt at harvest. I don't recall if I actually saw it or if it was on the news. But thinking about Australia and where I lived as a young child, spending time in Inverell, New South Wales, it's highly possible I saw it. Now, sugar cane is harvested by heavy machines, and they cut the cane stalk off at the plant, off the plant at its base. Then it's milled and refined into what we eat. So it got me wondering: if sugar isn't so natural, what's the problem with it? And is the problem not so much with the raw product? Before it's been through milling and refinement, but more with the final product. Much like wheat, we can all eat white bread, but it's the refinement of the grain that strips away a lot of the nutrients, so you're still left feeling hungry. Whereas when you eat whole meal or whole grain, you get to eat the whole grain. Um, that type of bread is lower, has a lower glycemic indicator, which means you feel fuller for longer you get a slow burn rather than a fast burn so again is it the raw product we could consume to have better have a better impact on our body or is it just that our bodies aren't built to consume sugar period sugar is a simple carbohydrate otherwise known as fructose sugars are broken down to, into glyca, glycogen in the body and it's glycogen that that turns into glucose that provides energy in the body. Now, just know that any carbohydrate you eat turns into sugar, whether that be a simple carbohydrate like pasta, rice, or white bread, etc., or complex carbos, carbohydrates like chickpeas, sweet pea, uh, sweet potatoes, and pumpkin, etc. So, our bodies naturally use sugar, but the form, as I mentioned above, is different. What we know about sugar in terms of processed sugar is that it can cause inflammation in our body. This means that our joints can ache or be inflamed or get damaged in some way. The same can happen to our cells. Our cells are there to help us function, but if they're not able to work properly, that then has a flow-on effect to our bodies, our memory, our brain function, and therefore the physical function of our bodies. Sugar isn't known as a carcinogenic, but sugar can lead to obesity, which can be a factor to cancer. Excess sugar consumption can also lead to diabetes, and both obesity and diabetes are a precursor for high high blood pressure and could lead to heart disease and or a heart attack. Very upbeat today, right? Just talking about some of the challenges that we could face with overconsumption. Sugar also lights up the reward centres of our brains. So of course, when we think about how we want to reward ourselves, we think of treats. Now, for everyone this is different, but if you're a sugar fiend, then you're going to grab the chocolate, lollies or sweet things to feel good. Often, when we're avoiding doing something that we perceive is boring or not necessary, we'll go out and eat. We'll celebrate with others and have lots of sweet treats around us like cakes, slices and biscuits. It's fun, right? And it absolutely can be fun. But when you think that sugar affects our bodies like cocaine or any drug, we almost want to think again. Now, when I say affects, I mean, it lights up the reward centers of our brain. So we're happy and we want more of it. So while sugar is natural and our bodies use it for energy, let's start to think about how we can support our bodies in ways that really support our mind, emotions and physical health. Exercise is a great way to reward our bodies naturally and when we do it regularly, our brain gets excited about it. Each day is different and that's okay, but what if you used exercise instead of sugar as your reward? Journaling out our thoughts really help us process what's happening As I've mentioned in other podcast episodes, one night I found myself face first into a tub of ice cream, totally not sure how I got there. Of course, I was rewarding myself for a job well done and at the time consoling myself for things that weren't going so well. On this occasion, I actively stopped eating the ice cream and pulled out a pen and paper. I wrote down all my thoughts and the big one that came out was that that situation that wasn't going so well. I was eating my sadness, the uncertainty and the worry. I stopped eating the ice cream, crawled into bed and cuddled myself. Journaling helps put things into perspective. It shows you what's really going on and what your mind is telling you, plus what your subconscious is telling you. It's an opportunity and you can choose to recreate your life from that space too. And just so you know, sometimes I decide to continue eating the ice cream And that's okay too. That just becomes a conscious choice. Another way you can do, like move through this or create rewards, is calling a friend or a family member. Sometimes when we eat sweet things, we can be lacking a feminine or female connection. So actually picking up the phone and having a good old-fashioned chat with someone can raise our energy levels, and we can get on with our day. Doing something different... So say at 3pm you usually grab your afternoon tea and head back to your desk to keep working or you chat to a colleague for a few minutes, what if you went out for a walk or went over to see another colleague, perhaps someone on a different floor or in a different building and had a conversation with them? Doing things differently retrains our brain and creates more energy in our life that we otherwise would fill with chocolate or other sweets meditate, close your eyes and just breathe. You don't need to do anything else and you can do this while you're walking with your eyes open, just so you know, sitting on a park bench or sitting in your car before you head home. You could have even dropped the kids off to school, be in your car and just breathing, not going anywhere yet, just being. Choose again, I really like this concept because it gives us the opportunity to dream. If you're going to eat that ice cream, buy the one that you really love. Not based on price, based on your heart. Same for the chocolate. Buy the one that really excites you, even when it's not on special. Yes, pay full price for it and save every moment of it. Love it and enjoy it. Eating sugar doesn't have to be a full no in your life but know what's in your food, know what you're eating. Notice how you feel after eating sugary foods. Is it naughty, excited for the moment, still hungry, dehydrated, depressed? None of these support you. But what if you ate something that made you feel so good that you felt satisfied, excited for what's to come, complete, full, ready to explore something new? These support you and they energise you. They create more abundance, more love, and more excitement in your life because anything is possible. It's like the rainbow. You start at the beginning with a pot of chocolate, or you can go on the journey over the rainbow and find your magic on the other side. Are you ready to dream? Are you ready to go? let go of things that aren't supporting you to thrive? Are you ready to really get to know you and what you actually love? it's time to go on your journey. Thank you for joining me today and please hop over to either my Instagram or business Facebook page and share your key takeaways from this episode. I really love to hear from you. And next week, we're going to talk about playing it forward, not paying it forward where you buy a coffee for the next person in line, but they don't know about it, but playing it forward, where we get to look into our, into the future of our lives What if instead of eating the chocolate bar, having the fight with your partner or quitting your job, you decide to look forward into who you want to be and act from that space? See you in the next episode.